and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Frank. And I'm Nancy. It's great to be here and we're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages, which can be done at home or in children's groups at church. We encourage you to listen together, to pause the episode if you can, and talk about the stories and questions that will come up. And all of the activity and discussion questions for this and all our episodes can be downloaded from the resources area of our website, bdeducation.org.uk. Dear whoever it may concern, I'm writing to tell you how dissatisfied I am about my recent experience at your restaurant. Hey Frank, what are you furiously scribbling down there? Oh, hi Nancy. I had a horrible time at a restaurant last night, so I'm writing them a letter of complaint. Oh no, you're not one of those people, are you? What do you mean, those people? One of those people who always complain about everything. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I've heard all about them and the things that they complain about. It sounds like you're the one complaining now. Complaining about the complainers. Complainception? Anyway, what kind of things do they say? Well, I've got some examples, actually, of things that people on holiday have made complaints about, and some of them are pretty ridiculous, so I'm going I'm to read some of them out to you now. So one person said, the beach was too sandy. <laughs> well, if they were expecting a pebble beach, then maybe. <laughs> Somebody else complained, we had to queue outside with no air conditioning. I don't think they know how air works. (laughs) Somebody else wrote and said, I think it should be explained in the brochure that the local store does not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, proper biscuits. I wonder what improper biscuits are. Well, you just take your own, surely. (laughs) What about this one? No one told us there would be fish in the sea. The children were startled. Someone needs to go back to school, I think. (laughs) And another one. There was no sign telling you that you shouldn't get on the hot air balloon ride if you were afraid of heights. (laughs) (laughs) This is a cracking one. I compared the size of our one-bedroom apartment to our friend's three-bedroom apartment and ours was significantly smaller. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell one last one. I was bitten by a mosquito. No one said they could bite. (laughs) (laughs) No, they they often bounce. (laughs) Well, I think it's safe to say that I'm not one of those people. They must really love to complain if they are grumbling about those silly little things. I think you're right, Frank. And funnily enough, our Bible story today is about someone who got into trouble by complaining. Ah, I wonder who that is. Let's listen to our new story today to find out.
I'm Natalie, Nata for short, and we have come all the way out to the wilderness to visit the Israelite camp, where I've heard we can sink our teeth into the juiciest piece of gossip going. Apparently, there has been a bit of a power struggle between Israel's sibling leadership. Rumour has it that Miriam and Aaron attempted to take over Moses' leadership, but Moses used his magic staff to give her leprosy. Miriam is now healed and due back into camp after a seven-day time out. And we are going to try and talk with her about what she plans to do to get her own back. In fact, I can see her just now. Miriam, 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 hon, it's me, Natta, from Glossy Gossy Show. Thanks for stopping to Natta with me. <laughs> okay, we love to know. How do you plan to get back at Moses for what he did to you? Get back at him? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. What? Why wouldn't you do that after what he did to you? Moses didn't do that to me. It was a punishment from God, but it's taught me a valuable lesson. Oh, what's that? To be happy with the position of authority that God has given me. You see, I thought that I was just as important as Moses because of my position as a leader and a prophet. And maybe I saw myself as even more important, because without me helping to save his life, Moses wouldn't actually be here. You... you saved Moses' life? What happened? It happened just after he was born. Remember when the pharaoh of Egypt tried to kill all the Jewish baby boys? Well, our mother made a basket and floated Moses down the river inside it to try and keep him safe. Eventually, he was found by Pharaoh's daughter and she decided to adopt him into Pharaoh's family. I had been watching and said to Pharaoh's daughter that I could find someone to care for Moses whilst he was a baby, and she agreed. This meant that Moses could be returned to our mother, where he lived safely until he was older. So, in a way, I helped save his life. Ah, oh, hon, that was incredibly brave of you. So, you said you are a leader. What kind of leader are you then? I'm the leader and prophet for the women of Israel. I help to lead them and teach them whilst my brothers lead the men. This woman must have some gossip I can write about. Uh, so, Miriam, can you tell me some more about your past? Well, you have to remember that I've seen God do amazing things over the years. I witnessed how God saved us from Egypt and how he has provided for us. We sang about it after we passed through the Red Sea. And I led all the women in singing, dancing, praising and giving thanks for all God does for us. Well, hon, it sounds to me like you're just as important as Moses. Why not try again and take control? No, I've learned from my mistakes. I was jealous before and began to gossip and complain about my brother and his wife. But now I realise that together we're a team and the different roles we have are really important. OK, well, I suppose I can see that. Thanks for coming to Natter with me today. Well, I guess there isn't any juicy gossip here today after all. I'm Natta and I'll see you next time on the Glossy Gossy Show. What a remarkable story. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and we're going to ask some questions. And we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about your answers together. As we heard in our news today, this episode is all about someone we've already heard mentioned in episode one of this series of Bible Podlets, someone called Miriam. 
Miriam was Moses' older sister. And you may remember that the people of Israel were slaves to Egypt and that the Pharaoh didn't like them. He even tried to kill all of the Israelite baby boys. But Moses' mother couldn't bear for her baby son to be killed. So she made a basket and put Moses inside of it. She put it in the river Nile and let him float away, trusting that God would keep him safe. Here's our first question for today. What did Miriam do when her mother put Moses' basket in the river? The question again, what did Miriam do when her mother put Moses' basket in the river? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Miriam followed the basket along the river as it floated away, keeping out of sight as she watched. Eventually, the basket was found by Pharaoh's daughter, who wanted to adopt Moses as her own son. Miriam was brave and approached the princess. She asked if she could get a Hebrew woman to look after the baby for her, and Pharaoh's daughter agreed. So, Miriam fetched her mother and Moses grew up with his own family until he was old enough to go and live with Pharaoh's daughter as a prince of Egypt. Miriam had helped to save her brother's life. We all know what happened to Moses after that. And if you don't, you can always listen to episode one of this series to find out. So, now we have to fast forward. What was that? It was a fast forward sound, you know, because we did a fast forward. We don't really need sound effects, Frank. Okay, Nancy. Anyway, the next time the Bible mentions Miriam, it was when the Israelites had finally escaped Egypt by walking through the Red Sea. Yeah, although she wasn't mentioned in the Bible specifically, Miriam would have seen for herself all of the amazing things God did through both of her brothers, Aaron and Moses. After they had safely crossed to the other side of the Red Sea, Moses sings a song of praise to God. We've arrived at our next question. What did Miriam do after Moses sang and why did she do it? The question again, what did Miriam do after Moses sang and why did she do it? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. After Moses had sang a song thanking God for saving his people, Miriam sang a song too. She led all of the women in singing thanks and praise to God. The Bible tells us at this point that Miriam was a prophet. A prophet is someone that God speaks to, normally through dreams or visions, and it's their job to share God's messages with the people. That meant Miriam was a very important leader of her people. In those times, women were considered less important than men, but Miriam became a leader of the women of Israel and helped them understand God's teaching and what God was saying to them. After years of faithfully serving God in a special role, Miriam started to complain. Miriam wanted to be as equally important as her brother Moses, and she started to nitpick everything he did, including who he chose to marry. Moses had married someone who wasn't an Israelite, someone from the land of Cush. 
We know from the Bible that God loves to welcome people into his family from all backgrounds. But Miriam talked about Moses and his wife and tried to convince people that their relationship was a bad thing. Miriam thought that if she pointed out Moses' weaknesses, she could become equal to him in responsibility. But God heard her complaining and he told the three siblings to come out of their tent. Here's our next question. What was God's response to Miriam? The question again. What was God's response to Miriam? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. God told Miriam off and reminded her that he had chosen Moses, not her, to lead his people. When God left, Miriam was different. Miriam's skin was white as snow and she had sores all over her. Because the disease is easily passed on to other people, she had to leave the community and live outside of the camp. Aaron was upset and very, very sorry. He apologised for his sister and asked Moses to help her. Moses prayed to God and asked him to heal Miriam, but God said she had to stay outside of the camp for seven days before she would be healed, and then she could come back. It's a bit like God sending Miriam for a time out, isn't it? Well, if you send them for a time out for seven whole days and also give them a disease, but I guess it served the same purpose because it gave Miriam a chance to reflect on her behaviour and it looks like it worked because we don't read about another time that Miriam complained about her brother or the role God had given her. Here's our last question for today. What can we learn from this story? The question again, what can we learn from this story? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. We learn from Miriam's story that we should be satisfied with the job God gives us to do because God knows what he's doing and he doesn't make mistakes. And we are called to work together as part of one big team. Miriam wanted more responsibility than God had given her because in her heart, she believed she was of equal importance to Moses. But every job God gives us is for a very important reason. And no one job is greater than another, even if it seems that someone else's is viewed as more important than yours. Being thankful is always the best way of doing what God has given us to do. Do you sometimes have a poor attitude to the things that God asks you to do? Maybe you even complain about it. If you do, then ask God to help you to be thankful for the job he has given you to do and know that when you do it, you are part of a great big team. And if you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you. Hey Frank, Frank, what's that sound? Oh this, it's a kazoo. 
What's a kazoo? A kazoo is a small instrument made of metal or plastic that you hum through and it makes this funny sort of buzzing sound. I think they're really fun. It definitely is a funny sound, but I like it. You know what? Our story today had a song in it. I think we can use the kazoo in our game today. Oh, that sounds fun. What shall we do? Well, I'm going to use the kazoo to hum some songs and you have to guess what they are. They'll sound very different to how they normally sound, so it might be a bit challenging. <laughs> That's a great idea. And I wonder if our friends listening along can guess what songs you hum before I do. Okay, here's the first song that you have to guess uh, from me playing on the kazoo. Ready? I'm ready. Uh, that definitely sounds familiar. I think that was Baby Shark. Uh, you are right. Yay! Very good. Well done. <laughs> okay, the second one. Let's see what you think. Okay. Um, I'm, well, I'm, first of all, I've got to comment on how impressed I am with your pitch. I think that was <laughs> um, Akuna Matata from The Lion King. Uh, you are right. Very Yay! good. Well done <laughs> if you got that at home as well. Very uh, This one might be a bit harder. Really? No, I don't have a clue. Oh, I bet people at home are like, what? Oh, they'll be shouting out the answers. Oh, uh, they must be. Okay, <laughs> it was Can't Stop the Feeling from the. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. I've got it. I can hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> Expertly played, I would say. <laughs> Okay, here's the last one. Let's do one more, yeah. One more. <laughs> I'm really bad at this game. Oh wow, I thought I thought these were all dead sets. <laughs> I really don't have a clue. I'm obviously not in tune with the kazoo tones. That'd be a really good name for a band, you know, the kazoo tones. Maybe we should start that up. <laughs> uh, that was Happy by Pharrell Williams. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if I played the kazoo myself, I would be more in tune with the tunes. It was really fun though, and actually maybe I need to go out and buy my own kazoo. <laughs> and then we can maybe form the do. kazoo tones. Yeah. <laughs> Bible Puzzlet's in-house band. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike 
any other band you've ever heard before. <laughs> Definitely unlike any, <laughs> anything you've ever heard before. Um, I wonder how did you get on at home with guessing all the songs? I'm sure that you did better than Nancy. And I wonder what you thought about all the crazy complaints we heard about at the beginning of our episode. You can tell us via our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter at BDB of E. And you can find all of our previous episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each of those to use in children's groups at church on our website at bdeducation.org.uk. That's all from us for this episode, but we hope to see you again next time. Bye! Bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and produced by David Harris. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, Lindsay Wright and David Harris with additional voices by Hilary Wilby. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, connect with us on social media, on Facebook at BDBE Updates, on Twitter at BDB of E or on our website bdeducation.org.uk Oh my. <laughs> How embarrassing. I was terrible at that game. <laughs> wow. And when you told me what they were, I was like, oh yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> uh.